Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Woman on Fire podcast. I am Daniela Martinez, and I'm here with... Good morning, it's Jamie. Yeah, your co-hosts, and (laughs) we are so to be here with you today. And we've got a topic that is, it's dear to our hearts. It's about menstruation. And that came up this morning was what I wanted to talk about because, well, it's something I love to talk about, really. Um, and like we were just saying, Jamie, it could, it's, it could be its own podcast series, really. Um, so this episode will just really be like just scra- scratching the surface, the tip of the iceberg, just like you know, starting the conversation and just know that it goes very deep. (laughs) Um, It's quite the labyrinth indeed. Um, But yeah, menstruation is something that I've kind of dedicated myself to help nourish a paradigm shift in because I wish I could talk to our listeners right now because I would love to know, like, how do people feel when they hear the word menstruation or the word period, like what feelings or thoughts or words are like immediately invoked in them, right? Um, maybe you guys can email us about it. <laughs> so it can be sort of a conversation. Um, but by and large, for many people, uh, probably the majority, uh, like they're not stoked to hear about it or when it starts, right? Like most people don't have a super epic relationship with their cycle, right? More often than not, you hear of people's like horror stories. And like, I've been there too, right? Where like the period just sucks and it's like ruining our lives and it's a burden and it's terrible and and people hate it. And like, oh man. Yeah, they try to get rid of it. They try to- (laughs) up. And a lot of time for a lot of women, it's also is uncomfortable. And, and part of that, I think, is what's taught to us. And then other people face real, actual, like troublesome, uncomfortable um, menstruation cycles, not just socially. Right, right. It's part of it is the narrative of, yeah, periods are a burden and they get in your way. And then you have this blood and you got to figure out what to do with it. And then but for others, it's that. And also, yeah, they straight up have some messed up cycles. Like they're incredibly painful, like debilitating, like can barely, you know, like have to stay home from school because it's like you can barely stand up to walk because they're so painful. So there's there's definitely that spectrum as well. And um, yeah, by and large, we're not really taught in mainstream, modern, conventional culture to understand our period or know what it's about and it's just like well you don't really need it so just take this pill and make it go away well and it's only for pregnancy well it's kind of why like uh they're so quick to do um hysterectomies when complications come up you know if someone has like fibroids or something the solution is like well you know if they're not bothering you then don't do anything if they are bothering you you can take you know like painkillers or 
Um, you can try some hormones or if you're not going to have babies or you're done having maids, just cut, cut it out because you don't need it. Like if you're right, if it's not for pregnancy, then you don't need it. Get rid of it. Um, and I guess that's that's the meat of the conversation in general with menstruation that I like to invite people into is that your menstruation is more than just a means to pregnancy. <laughs> it's deeper than that. So I'm inviting you to go deeper. Um, just like nature, every thing has a cycle and a waxing and waning and a darkness and a light. And we are nature. Darn it. <laughs> Indeed, we are. Whether we like it or not, we've got this rhythm that we were born with. And if you hate this rhythm of yourself, then it's like it's hating a part of yourself. And again, reminder, as I speak, like I've been there and honestly, like sometimes I'm still there like, oh, <laughs> why? Yeah, the reality of like sometimes it is a royal pain in the neck is true. However, right however, however right. life that are royal pains in the neck. Yeah. And there can be light in it as well. So I'm not trying to say like I'm above it all and I've gotten to a place where I'm always like totally at peace with my cycle and I love it always every second and like no sometimes uh, it's, it isn't awesome uh, and sometimes it really is and I guess I'm gonna focus more on the part that it really is because we've already heard the stories of how the period can suck like you already know that I don't need to tell you how it can suck <laughs> um, we're pretty clear on that one but to realize that it can also be really awesome like that was like an epic discovery in my lifetime right? seriously I you mean you can enjoy it young women even just get put on the pill right away or put on some sort of IUD as soon as they start cycling for fear of pregnancy and never really get to even experience right out the gate what it what's up yeah and the pill man that again could be a whole episode on its own and and probably will one day there's a book out there called the pill that really goes into all these um how the pill has actually been a lot more problematic than not in many ways um so that's a whole another can of worms and rabbit hole but it is prescribed so easily for not just trying to prevent a pregnancy but right if someone has some sort of irregularity or or like straight up difficulty or challenge with their period usually it's like all oh, these really heavy long periods so people get um you know the pill for it understandable like those things are you know if you have these like really long heavy periods like yeah that's maybe not how a healthy period usually is and that would be problematic so you do want to solve them but then you get the pill and that's like many other things in allopathic medicine it's more of a cover-up it's a band-aid kind of thing um so it doesn't well, really address good intentions that set what are the side effects and the long-term side effects oh yeah That's gratification piece right right but you know it takes care of it i took the pill and then i didn't have those long periods or heavy heavy debilitating periods right because it like there was no period <laughs> it like muted it um let's see let me backtrack i had a thought here about why did i bring this up in the first place about the pill and our periods and 
well anyways i guess when the pill is prescribed that way i understand why and sometimes we're in these desperations it's like shoot anything please to resolve this and and sometimes we don't know what else is out there um beyond the pill or whatever it might be but it does in some ways rob if you will the opportunity for someone to like dive deeper into like well what is going on okay yes the you, your your rhythm is a little haywire right now <laughs> it's not ideal but it's saying something it's trying to communicate something to you like something's not working right it's like the oh there's this example out there that's used um people say it's like the body's alarm system the problem isn't the period itself it's trying to let you know something's up right so it's like the alarm the fire alarm goes off in your house and then you just keep pressing the button to turn it off instead of like addressing the fire <laughs> right so that's kind of what we're doing with the pill like ignoring the fire just like keep pressing the button to shut up the alarm because the alarm's just really annoying it's like well yeah it is annoying and also an intelligent part of your body's design and trying to get you to get your attention about something, something's up, right? And there's so many things in this world that can mess with our periods, our cycles, our rhythm. And we can get into that a bit, but that's that's a long list. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like you gotta become the detective, right? It's gonna take you a hell of a lot longer to do that work than to go to the doctors and get the pill and just take that, you know, daily for however long. It's true, it's gonna take more time. And, um, but once you figure it out, then you know yourself better, right? That whole self mastery and understanding of the self and your unique rhythms as a woman. Ah, and then you can, you know, likely resolve what's going on. And then maybe just very likely, maybe get to a place where you're, at peace with your cycle. And that's the paradigm shift I'm talking about. Getting to a place where your period doesn't feel like a burden and more so feels like a superpower. Again, more and often a than not. A renewal and a beginning and an end. And Yeah. Well, if we could understand why, that that's even a part of the conversation totally that the rhythms and how they relate to the seasons and that there are energetic shifts and to not be ashamed that when we're bleeding we feel a little more tired and we don't feel like doing so much and we kind of just feel like going in the cave and taking it easy but I think you know I've got my my beef sometimes with certain parts of feminism where you know it was like the rise of of feminists and women and like we got to prove ourselves in the workforce and we're just as good as men and we can push on through and we were fighting against all these um kind of uh stereotypes of the woman right the woman they're all oh, they're hormonal and emotional and unreliable so hell no women weren't gonna be like oh i'm perioding i feel yes perioding i feel like just you know, oh, I can't come into work today. I got to take it easy. Like, hell no, they're not going to say that. They got to be like the men, linear, push through, keep going. We're not weak. <laughs> so 
for many, it feels like a weakness. I remember I posted one time uh, something about like, yeah, let yourself rest during your period. And someone was like, oh, well, I empower myself by doing hot, vigorous, like vinyasa uh, throughout my period. And I was like, shoot, it's right on. And like, I mean, that totally works for her. Um, so not to say that that can't work, but still it just reflected this general uh, perception that we need to push through. Don't slow down, be strong, keep moving, be vigorous. Um, Cause goodness forbid you're at the mercy of your hormones and you're just not linear. You have an ebb and flow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that trying to prove ourselves in the workforce and you know we're reliable and but we're not like men because we're not biologically men that's you know so part of this paradigm shift I keep bringing up is like embodying or just recognizing yes we are different and that's not a weakness it is our unique power well and one of the virtues of being a woman is being soft and strong at the same time yeah right and that doesn't and and so giving permission or allowing space for that softness and also knowing that that provides you with the opportunity to really stand strong when when it's needed standing strong when it's needed and yeah being able to embrace the the period which is really our cycle your cycle it's you it's a part of you <laughs> letting all the old shit so you can be strong when you need to <laughs> nature is so cool that it designed us that way we are blessed to have that monthly opportunity to just let go <laughs> yeah and it can be gnarly and intense sure um when society tells you you must push through, but this is an opportunity to look at like, well, why? Why is that the narrative? Why must we subject ourselves to pushing through if some of us feel like we need that downtime or that quiet time or that time to honor it, right? And I think more and more women are starting to look at that, which, you know, again, can change the narrative around it of like, yeah, that, that story about feminism and that like we can do all the things and we can also still carve out a space for us to renew ourselves. For us to be a woman in this modern capitalistic system, <laughs> right? It's hard, right? Because capitalism is all about linear, keep going, production, go, 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 don't slow down. Um, and if you're trying to keep up with that system, it's hard. And I mean, you hear it if you dive into these conversations, different podcasts, different books, and just empowered women out there that have really connected to their feminine essence, um, you know, what makes them unique, that rhythm. And it's the common story, the woman, she was like super goal oriented, a total doer and like badass accomplishing all the things going hard, not sleeping. She had like the dream job and just like moving the, her way up the corporate ladder and killing it and like everything seemed picture perfect on the outside and like super successful right air quotes that you can't see right now um 
and then the classic story is like yeah and then I was bleeding like crazy uh, and like I was bleeding more days than not or I had all these fibroids that were be- getting bigger and more painful or something like that comes up like their womb is like the the alarm system's like freaking out <laughs> like bonkers right and eventually like these women have no choice but to pay attention to their fact like this part of themselves is like falling apart and that the pill or all the band-aids aren't working anymore and they're like okay what do I do and then you know like they learn these lessons of like okay well you know whatever my I need to honor my rhythm I need something different I gotta you know maybe it's slow down or just pay attention to this part of ourselves just pay attention connect with it everyone's gonna need something a little different so it's not about giving a formula of what people need it's just like pay attention to it because it's so neglected just plug it up and keep going because you don't really need that part of yourself it's not a superpower it's just a burden it's only going to hold you back so just don't pay attention to it and so what do you mean my dear about it being a superpower oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so what is our magic wondrous cycle about what is our superpower? Oh man, I'm always figuring out more layers to it for sure. But so they keep telling us, or right, the narrative that's perpetuated, right, is that it's it's a burden that holds you back, right? So if you feel like slowing down, don't. That's a weakness. Just push through. Be stronger than it, <laughs> right? Toughen up, Buttercup. that's like my least favorite quote in the world um so if that's what most people are living through and relating to their cycle in that way then it's the burden right but on the other side on the superpower paradigm when you feel that sense of slowing down it's not because you're weak It's not because you're just at the mercy of your hormones and you're helpless and unreliable, you know, it's actually just a design, a a very wise design of nature. There's an ebb and flow, just like the seasons, okay? So us women get to move through these seasons throughout the month. So we'll start with menstruation as winter time right so in winter what happens everything kind of slows down outside right the trees mostly kind of die or they're kind of hibernating and they'll kind of come back in the summer but you know the leaves fall everything slows down the animals aren't like frolicking all that much right they're in their dens taking it easy it's just kind of quiet and calm and yeah there's a death cycle there as well So that really reflects the characteristics of menstruation. So if you can let yourself just go with that, if you're feeling it, then that allows you to one, let go, recharge, right? Kind of rest. And you can come out of your period time stronger because of it, instead of having pushed through that, and then you're depleted for the rest of the month. 
It's like, no, you took your time to slow down and recharge. Tune in because everything you get, you get withdrawn. Yeah. But it's good because you get to tune into yourself. So like all these things that you were doing all month, like now you get to just tune in, reflect. And also, if you let yourself go deep enough, you can connect with the wisdom of yourself, wisdom of messages from the divine, from spirit that move through you. I mean, if yeah, if you, you know, it depends how deep do you want to let yourself go with this. But in you hear this in a few cultures, traditional cultures around the world, where the woman got to go be in a different place when they were bleeding. And the Catholic Christian colonizers the lens tends to think that oh yeah the women were actually like isolated or banned or kicked out of the community for that week because they were dirty but that's their lens and when you dig deeper you realize that actually the women weren't being kicked out they were respected and honored during that time so much that they were giving their own space to be so that they didn't have to worry about the mundane daily tasks <laughs> it's like no you go be present with that power that's moving through you and go feel it and go see what spirit has to say and what guidance it is offering to you and for our community. And then they could come back and share that wisdom with their community, right? Because it was that portal, that connection with spirit realm. I mean, that's where the babies come from, right? <laughs> it's a portal. Wisdom comes through there. It connects to some other place. <laughs> Spirits come through there right so that's why like there's layers and whatever gift you might have to connect with it I mean everyone's got their own wisdom to tap into but it's there to tap into that's the superpower you know you get to really get to know yourself deeply and spirit and these are the things that, you know, we talk about time and time again that aren't really honored or respected in our culture. Like you said, you know, busy, go, go, go. Don't take time. Don't slow down. Don't think about what you're doing. Just keep pushing through. And that we really are designed as a humanity to, it's built into us to, to do this. Um, and so to kind of reignite that curiosity or that wonder or that like if that's right for you to slow down and take that time that to give yourself that permission because the only way to change the narrative about being mindful about slowing down which our body naturally gives us these opportunities you know if we if we re-spark that and we and we actually own it and do it instead of con this continuation of it being a burden and it's this terrible thing and you know, or it's, it's such a disruption, but that actually mindfulness, stillness, slowing down, resting, giving yourself some of those permissions is, is actually a, comes from a place of being able to heal the world. You know, we, we, if we just power through everything all the time, then there is no regard for anything other than just the next task. And this allows reflection and it's built in. And these are the poles of the moon and the seasons. And this is, this is part of being a woman is, you know, there's all those jokes. Well, if women ruled the world and da, 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 you know, and on one, 
level, it would be like, well, every month, then there would be a time where nobody's doing anything. And like, why is that so bad? Uh huh. <laughs> right. Production can't slow down. Right, right. Well, and then, and, and it would, would, you know, I mean, that would mean that you would have to get in touch with yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and how you relate and interact in the world because there ha there is that time for reflection. Um, um, you know, one of the things that I think we've learned this past year is that for some folks, it's really hard for them to be with themselves. And to, and to face that, that inner voice or that, you know, whatever it is that, that we're afraid of, of ourselves, that we must continue to stay busy to ignore that, you know? Um, totally. And yet, if we are going to sort of like heal the planet, you know, our mission is midwifery and birth and women and, and tuning into our cycles and all this stuff. But as we say, it's, it's always bigger than that. And so like this conversation about menstruation also affects men and it also affects children and it all, because it is about how do we lift the consciousness and how do we become aware and that this is already built into us. We, we, mm -hmm. but we're, but the capitalistic society or the like production or industrial revolution of life um, doesn't have time for that. And it's the same of like, even some of these injections and things like that, that like we, you know, we're injecting ourselves for, to not pass on certain communicable diseases because we don't have time to be sick. Mm -hmm. Take time off when our child has a fever because we need to go to work in order to pay the bills and in order to, you know, and, and so we band-aid it and we give them Tylenol when they have fevers and send them to school and instead of like allow and even ourselves like I am I have a perfect example of doing this a few years ago where I ended up with walking pneumonia because I like didn't give myself time to heal from having like kind of a rather gnarly cold you know and instead I was like well I'm just gonna take this ibuprofen to deal with this headache which is very interesting because that's not my norm at mm -hmm. all but I was like I'm so busy that and I don't also get headaches too often mm. so so even I have fallen into that and that was a real lesson of like wait recognizing like it is important to slow down we don't necessarily need all of these uh, medicines or whatever, we really just need to give ourselves permission to rest, mm -hmm. have stillness in our mind and our heart. And, and, um, and we are designed to do that yet. The, we, we push through. Just push through. <laughs> we no, don't I allow it. We don't allow ourselves to like, yeah function in the rhythm of nature which is ebbs and flows and spirals and very linear yeah <laughs> well so slow down to tune in to know yourself right oh you just said so many epic things here i'm sorry i know this is supposed to be about menstruation <laughs> no but this is it this is why this matters and this hopefully helps connect like the broader dots for people of how this is obviously very relevant to a podcast about uh, like birth like well first you need the cycle for pregnancies yes but beyond that 
is if you slow down to tune in and know yourself, then you know yourself, you know your truth. The, and, and, you know, that's, that's a journey and it's never ending. It's not like, oh, I figured out my truth. Solid. I'm in. It's like, eh, yeah, you figured out, out today's truth and the next day's truth and there's layers and then figuring out how to embody it. But that's how I am where I'm at. And that's part of why I want to talk about this today. Cause like, how is this chick without babies? Like, why does she care about being a midwife? Um, well, it was this that really sent me down this journey was connecting more with my menstruation because if we really keep it, it ties into like female oppression and and indigenous people's oppression like this wisdom that is not necessarily science based or this way of knowing that's just like intuition and that right it's like no put that down woman's knowledge and ways of knowing and perspectives and ways of living are not valid you know like they're inferior uh and we are better off without them kind of thing right so this is part of woman rising knowing that this is part of you <laughs> and figure out how to relate to your cycle in a way that you can be empowered by it how to be empowered by your cycle instead of feeling like it's holding you back right so I started tuning into my cycle you know this wasn't the only piece but it was certainly a decent piece of it I I ended up like like I, I interned with this retired midwife for herbalism and that sent me down a path to like eventually take a doula training. And there I met a woman um, who connected with me with my first menstrual cup ever. And I didn't necessarily have a bad relationship with my cycle at the time, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I was like, whatever, I don't know. I just put a tampon in, you know, and that's it. That's like the extent of my relationship to my cycle. Oh, and that my like tampons and they could smell gross when they're in the trash too long um but that was it <laughs> and using a cup I don't want to make this all about the cup but it was it was a piece for me because I realized oh my blood doesn't smell bad actually it's freaking tampons <laughs> it's like blood on fabric that will fester but like blood itself wow like that just really drew me in seeing a little cup of blood so I don't know that was just me I was really open to seeing it for what it is it's just cool <laughs> um and that just invited me deeper into getting in touch with myself um to the point where I'd be like oh I think my my cycle is going to start today because I feel a little twinge in there. So I didn't see blood, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to take my cup with me today. And sure enough, my cycle would start. Right. Um, whereas before that, like. I didn't know shit about my cycle at all, but it was just this bringing attention to it, like letting your aware, just offering your womb, your cycle, your rhythm attention, like what is it doing? What are what is it like? And. Um, you know, keeping like a journal about it. It's like what's happening on day one. If you start counting day one on the first day of your bleed and kind of go from there and then you can start tuning into, oh, well, when are you ovulating and, and so forth and then find the four phases of your cycle. But this led me on to a journey of woman's power 
and women's voices and the divine feminine and just which you know keeps getting left on the outskirts of society as not really an important element of society it's like well we don't really need it we just need it for bringing in babies but otherwise it's useless right um again take the pill until you want a baby and then get back on the pill um but yeah that's where I, why i'm here it's like a woman connected to the wisdom of woman what makes us us and wanting us to really see it as something that we can be empowered by and change the paradigm. Finding our voice and speaking up and standing up together. That, that's it. Yeah. That's so, that's so it. <laughs> period, end of story. Period, ha ha ha, words. Ha ha, yep. But that that's really the heart of it. Um, so I hope this can just nourish, kind of lube up the gears, grease them up in your mind and your hearts to send you further in that direction of seeing, of befriending your period and your cycle and working and figuring out how to move through life symbiotically with it right i mean and if you are having challenging cycles consider seeing someone besides just a medical physician an OBGYN. um they're wonderful and they're great it's not to discount but to just know that there's other kinds of um ways to look at it through nutrition or through looking at um more chinese medicine acupuncture um, naturopathic medicine. There's tons of books on herbalism and old school midwifery that talks about like the, the harnessing the power of not only your flow, but what nature's bounty has to offer you to support you in those flows. And so sometimes it's a great way to get diagnoses through allopathic medical routes, but then look at alternatives on how to treat yourself, your self-talk, what you put into your body, you know, how you give yourself permissions to um, to own uh, those times where you feel slower or where you feel that it you're more creative or you know because these are different these are parts of the cycles of of the of the menstruation as well. Sometimes you're quiet, sometimes you're depressed, sometimes you're um, creative and spunky and have, you know, great epiphanies and other times it's, you know, so there's times of ideas, times of putting ideas into motion, times of solitude, times of, you know, and, and to just honor and look at the way that you reflect yourself, your self-talk, what you put into your body, how you move it. And that there's really, um, there's, there's lots of ways to, um, to get in touch and to heal some of those parts as opposed to just ignoring them band-aiding them, powering through. And it's, yeah, more than just menstruation. It's more than birth. Yeah. It's about raising our consciousness to not only be more self-aware, but be aware of others and their energies and the cycles and flows that they are in as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
endometriosis, as far as the allopathic world is concerned, it's non-curable. You can just treat symptoms, painkillers, and and hormones, or surgery. That's all they really have to offer. That's just what they know. And as I always say, it's like, right, it's not about demonizing allopathic medicine. It's just recognizing that it's only a piece of the puzzle as opposed to how some people sometimes see it as like, it's the only piece or it's the full puzzle, but it's not. And, and yeah, so just super harping here. There's way more options out there to support you in your relationship with your cycle. Um, you know, especially if you're really going through some things that are like just some health challenges. Um, and, and sure, I mean, I know of so many women in stories who like have dealt with their endometriosis and you can't say they're cured, right? <laughs> but they don't have symptoms anymore because they've gone these different routes to spend the time and energy to dig into it, seek guidance from others with experience um, and just figure out the full lifestyle piece that can help put it into remission. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so as far as they're concerned, you can't cure it. I'm like, I know plenty of people that got, you know, rid of it or whatever you want to call it. So that's or really their fibroids through medicine or steaming or different options, right? Like right. people who were told they were going to have to have them surgically removed and then they slough off after regiments of like different sort of steams or herb herbal, um, concoctions or nutrition, again, movement, movement, stagnant energy, right? So like being able to move. And then honor that when you do need to feel still, but that balance, you know, of, of being sure that, um, you know, our limbs work through movement and touch and um, yeah, that we're, we're a whole person. And so whatever is, is manifesting in the womb space may also, there's other things that could be affecting it. And so, um, yeah. and getting with that I mean women hold a lot of stuff in their center that's an it's a space for mm -hmm. stuff <laughs> I mean I've got a dream of revolutionizing that health class that people get in like middle school or high school or maybe even elementary school there's like variations of this but like come on, we should be being taught some of this really basic stuff about our cycle in those health classes, as opposed to like, don't have sex, or if you have sex, you're going to get an STD, or if you're going to do, you know, like people think they're pregnant or fertile, like all the time. That's what I thought for a long time. And when I speak to women, like, I don't know, they, they, they we can just get pregnant at any time instead of understanding that actually your eggs only alive for about 24 hours on average and you have a fertile window of about six ish days or seven because the sperm lives about five days so it's like and that you can learn to pinpoint that window and know your fertile window but like that's some basic stuff and we don't get taught that in school like health 101 the basics of how to connect with our cycle like all about just don't get pregnant or or get an std don't get pregnant yeah. and right. there's no there's very little i mean sure there's the like super mechanics of it but even as a teenager to like have a lot invested in the mechanics of it like 
what else is the cycle good for? Why else are we having it? And, and even for boys to understand it, my son, when they did their, they had like a, an afternoon and they separated the boys from the girls and they talked about the different stuff, which I can understand having a safe space for that. But for the boys not to understand what's happening with the girls and vice versa, I almost wish that even if they separated it, they would have the same lecture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that like, this is what's happening to girls. This is what's happening to boys. And they both get the information, even if they're in a container of boys and girls. And, you know, and that's such a wavery line nowadays, too, which is why, why can't everyone have all the information? Exactly. Well, <laughs> it really is needed, you know, as men and women walk alongside each other in this life. Um we don't have to be from Mars and Venus. We can all be from Earth. It's just... <laughs> or even if we are maybe a little bit, at least understand what it's like over on Mars and Venus. <laughs> I mean, I have a blast, you know, with like just having my partner understand and like he's into it and just like, you know, and then he can be aware of when the fertile window and if we're not trying to have a baby, then great. He can be really aware and respectful of that. And then you know, when it's not the fertile window and that we can enjoy that too. And just have them be respectful and understanding of like, oh, this is where she's at in her cycle. And, and she's expressed that this is what she needs and doesn't need during that time and that they can hold space for me in that way. So, you know, it's like understanding each other. You know, so we we need more of that. So yeah, I wish they would do that in the schools. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, improvements that could be done to those health classes in school. Um, so yeah, maybe one day I'll get in. Well, there. if we keep talking <laughs> about it and we start honoring it and we start showing people that we can and we offer this opportunity to be curious about it, and you know, if, if that sounds appealing to you, like feel into it a little bit don't expect anything to just be like a light switch and turn it off and on but if it is something you want to explore as a woman of slowing down during that time or honoring that space or you know um then then do it a little bit at a time give yourself one day off take one vacation day or leave early one day you know mm -hmm. from work and or or give yourself like you know what, I'm not going to do all the laundry and the dishes and the whatever on that one day. You know, um, I'm going to reach out for help. I'm going to tell my partner that I'm going to take this one day and honor myself. Whatever it is, four hours, a hot bath, you know, <laughs> but to like set the intention of, of mastering ourselves and being curious and staying curious and then and then we share these stories and then those stories get shared again. And so the only way to do it, the only way to change the narrative is to live, is to really try to set the intention. Like I said, sometimes it's simple, as simple as a bath. Not everybody can just carve instantly out the time to honor it. So making it realistic that you will set the intention and you will do one small thing or you will, you know, um, sometimes it starts with just the thought, right? Um, and it's great if you can get another sister on board or your partner on board. So that way there's a little edge of accountability and the story continues mm -hmm. and you share it 
because we all share it. And you give permission to your friend or your sister or your mother to like, hey, I'm doing this. Would you like to join me? And like, we light the candle and we fill the bath at the same time (laughs) or whatever it is, honestly, like just setting the intention because what kind of world do you want to see and be in? And the only way to do it is making those tiny itty bitty steps in your own. And maybe you want to revolutionize and you're like, you know what? I am going to take all three days off and F that or whatever. <laughs> like just dare to dream. <laughs> you know, that that's another thing. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever, but you just brought up a really important aspect of this is that usually, right, menstruation, it's just surrounded by shame and embarrassment and taboo and don't talk about it because that's private and gross and but then that's just left us in the freaking darkness and ignorance of like not knowing ourselves and not understanding ourselves and then when you're left with embarrassment which means like oh my gosh we're just embarrassed to be woman and be ourselves um and that so it, it might not be easy at first like to talk to a friend about it if your whole life that's just been a hush hush topic and and like oh my god I can't believe you're talking about that like yeah I know it's crazy but like oh, I can't stay quiet anymore <laughs> like please and I know you're doing it too <laughs> I, exactly uh-huh I know you're bleeding <laughs> and if you're not bleeding let's talk about that too because you know that's the fire alarm's going off there too <laughs> but let's talk about it let's stop being afraid of ourselves of our superpower um and of talking to each other what about it and we can really only grow stronger if we just like let the shame gradually melt and i know it's hard it takes time first you just get comfortable with it in yourself and then eventually you're just like confident about it like no problem i'm not afraid of my menstruation then you can talk to your friend and she might feel a little weird and you're like it's cool like it's what we do you know and then we can learn from each other and support each other and begin to understand our ways more and more and the more we understand this the more we can utilize that part of ourselves as our superpower really and understand how to live symbiotically with it right so there's a lot there to untangle untangle and unpack and uh, let go of but it's not serving us you know we gotta like break the silence shine the light on this like it I heard someone say the other day it's like oh they took all this womb wisdom and they took that wisdom and you threw it in the darkness and then they taught us to be afraid of the darkness that and that hit me I'm like oh that's totally how it has felt and the same goes with birth and pregnancy and it's like all these women's wisdom things like be afraid of it be afraid of the witches straight up and now we're here like don't be afraid of the darkness we all got flashlights uh-huh Dig in, <laughs> dig in. There, you know, there, there's something here very powerful. If you let yourself um, just explore different narratives. Absolutely. And so I think that that's probably too, you know, like stay curious, ask questions, join us on our podcast. Um You know, we've got some um, pretty exciting folks lined up in the near future and um, 
we definitely want to explore this topic on other levels too, as Daniela said, we're just kind of scratching the surface, but, you know, as, as we say about a lot of things, you know, like there's usually more to it and it's important to be informed and the only place to get informed from is from a place of curiosity as opposed to just, you know, accepting the status quo. And, um, and we respect wherever folks are on their journey. If they're still in the status quo place, that's fine. But guess what? You're listening. So, you know, there's something mm-hmm. else up there. <laughs> exactly. So let yourself kind of keep dismissing all of the status quo and saying no freaking way then that's also okay. And that we all have our own like trajectory and we have something to share and offer each other of why we stay protected or why we, you know, shed it all. And, um, and it's really, um, it's really great. It's a really wonderful place to be in that, um, and honoring and respecting each other's curiosities and where we're at and, um, shining some light on some weird, dark, stuff but actually is it dark or is that just what you've been told yeah so, and while the darkness isn't a bad thing either <laughs> well we all have it and if we ignore it it gets bigger right it, it's so, there like, no matter what issues. it's there <laughs> so, and just like birth this and is it doesn't about have to direct the conversation mm-hmm. but sometimes it leads us to again curiosity yeah. Yeah. Right. Be curious, ask questions, consider that there's more pieces to the puzzle than you've gotten to see before. Um, there often is, there's always more than what we know or think we know. Um, and the implications for the future generations, this whole changing the narrative thing. It's like, what narrative are we passing along to the future generation? of woman and the, the, the fellow man and and everyone in between right to be ashamed and embarrassed of themselves and to have to hide themselves or that this is the way they are and that how to be in harmony with themselves right that's that's the power here what are we passing along to the kids exactly so righty well Yay that that's menstruation that's that's yep that's the that's today's um unpacking of whatever just came out (laughs) exactly so menstruation and so much more yep and if you want to engage further with us on this uh you can email us at woman on fire podcast at gmail.com and we'd be stoked to hear from you so thanks for tuning in for this adventure and we'll see you in the, or hear you next time. We won't hear you. You'll we'll hear, hear us. But either way, we'll be there. Next time, we'll be there. <laughs> and that's it. Period. Aloha. Period. <laughs>